With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. God bless you all today. Uh, this is the Lord that the this is the day that the Lord has made. We should rejoice and be glad in it. We thank God for each and every one of you um, that is tuning in. Amen to this broadcast. This is Apostle Damon Holly from Destiny Transformation Center here in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, well, we just bless God for you on today. Amen. And so at this time, we are going to um, go ahead and um, get re- get started. Amen. And um, so just want you to join in uh, with us with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. I, I bless your holy name on today, God. Lord, for you are worthy, Lord, to be praised, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your many blessings, God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us, oh God, Lord, just another time, Lord, to uh, to come to this uh, time of worship, Lord, this time of, uh, just to give you thanks and to honor you, God. Lord, we pray even now, God, Lord, that you will begin, Lord, to move by your spirit, Father. Lord, for we know, Lord, that there is nothing too hard for you, Lord, that there is nothing impossible for you, Father. So, Father, I pray even now, Lord, that you will bless your people, God, Lord. Speak to the hearts of your people on this day, oh, God, Lord, and that you will just have your way in their lives, oh, God. We thank you, Lord, right now, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, Lord, being so ever-present with us, oh, God, Lord. And we know, God, Lord, that you can remove every burden, Lord, and destroy every yoke, Father. Lord, you know every situation, God, Lord, you know every circumstance, Father. Lord, and we pray, Lord, that you intervene right now, Father. Lord, for your word declares, Lord, that all things work together for the good of them that love you, Lord, and are called according to your purpose, Father. So we speak now, Father, Lord, that we love you, Lord, and we humble our before you, God. Lord, saying, have your way in our lives, Lord, that your will be done, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give us the strength, <clears throat> give us the strength, oh God, Lord, to, 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 to overcome, Lord, every fleshly desire, Lord, everything, Lord, that is not like you, oh God. Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will circumcise our hearts, Father, Lord, take it out, oh God. Lord, that we may be able to be more like you, Lord, that we may be able to draw closer to you, Father. Lord, speak to us unto this, on this day, God. We give you praise, God, Lord, for all that you are and all that you do, Father, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Again, we thank you all for, for, for tuning in and for those that are uh, listening live now and for those that will be uh, Listening at a later time, amen, we we are excited, amen, about God. We love the Lord, amen, and all that he's doing. And and even sometime when we can't see exactly what God is doing, we we don't feel like God's hand is on us. You have to know 
that you are, that you belong to God. Amen. And the scripture declares that he has never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. And so God will provide, God will protect, <clears throat> God will heal, and he will deliver. We just have to trust in him uh, with, our, with all of our heart. Amen. Glory to God. I have a few announcements later on that we'll make after, uh, after the message. Amen. But uh, at this time, we're going to get ready to, to, to go on into um, the word of God. And so if you can turn your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, uh, go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Glory to God. So Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10. Uh, we'll start reading there. And I'm reading from, of course, the King James Version. Uh, of the Bible. Um, and the reason follows. It said, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. I'm going to say that again because someone needs to hear this as encouragement. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins skirt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, of peace. Glory to God. Above all, take, taking the shield of faith wherewith you should be able to quench all of all, all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Amen. And if I could take for a topic or a title uh, for this message, it would be, Don't Be Fooled. Uh, don't Be Fooled. Um, the reason why, amen, I believe that the Lord put this in my spirit is just because, as she's been showing me, there are more and more people that are falling <clears throat> to the devices of the enemy. And the enemy's... <clears throat> Excuse me. The enemy's desire is to cause you to not trust God and to not believe God for for the things that God has said that He's spoken over your life. And I know a couple of weeks ago we talked about this a little bit about you know how Jesus was tempted, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today um, too. But uh, I want to start going back to verse number ten. And it's saying, finally, my brother, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. This is absolutely critical and key because what, what, what is happening is that we're seeing more and more people not being strong in the Lord. Well, the reason why they're not being strong in the Lord is because everyone is trying to do things, or people are beginning to try to do things, in their own strength. Well, you're not going to see the power of God 
operating and flowing in your life if you try to do things in your own strength. You, you, you have to understand and, and really, really recognize. I know sometimes we say it, you know, out of our mouth, but I don't really know if we really believe it in our heart or down in our spirit that God is God all by himself. And you have to understand that you are, uh, you are finite, meaning that there, you have limitations. There's only so much that you can do. Amen. And I believe that a lot of times we find ourselves stressed out and, 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 and you know, in, in chaotic states because we've reached that point where we're done, we've done all we can do and we haven't seen the results that we've been looking for um, because we, we, we're tapped out. We're, now we, we're tapped out and we haven't seen the results that we've been looking for. But you've got to understand that God is an infinite God. He, he's, he's omnipotent. He's, um, uh, you know, omnipresent. Everything about him, amen, God doesn't have limits. We have limitations. God doesn't have limits. And so the, the quicker that we're able to tap into the fact that I need to be with God in order for me to, be, to, to operate in power, and, and to be able to obtain the things that God has said. Because here's the thing. In order for you to obtain anything that God has said, you're going to need God. Let's say that again. In order for you to obtain anything that God has said, you're going to need God. <laughs> because the word that was spoken, thank you, Holy Ghost, because that word was, that was spoken, it was spoken from uh, a a a, a all-powerful being, amen, and so when God speaks a thing, glory to God, when God speaks a thing, he doesn't speak to it according to your limitations, but he, he speaks to it to his own ability. <laughs> glory to God, this is good, this is good, because you have to understand, when God speaks a word, he speaks according to his own ability, not about what you can do. And I know we think we quote the scripture said, well, he won't put more on you than you can bear. But watch this. When God, when God gets in the scene, then you're going to be able to do whatever he said that you can do. And where you're looking at your, your, your physical limitation or your financial limitation, God is saying, no, I've spoken this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you all the way to the end of your limitation, or to, to the end of your natural ability, and then now I'm about to put my supernatural my super onto your natural, and then now you're going to be able to operate and flow in a limitless place like me. That's the whole reason why I created you in my image, and so that you would be able to duplicate or replicate what I do and what I say in the earth. This is critical for us in this hour. This is critical for us in this hour because the enemy, his desire is to wear the saints out. <laughs> his, his desire is to wear you out. How can he wear you out? The, the area that he can wear you out in is if he can just get your mindset to focus on your, on your ability and your limitations. 
then he can wear you out because then that's when we, we start, you know, wringing our hands and say, I don't know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to do that. And, and it becomes, if you, if, you hear, if you hear the terminology in that conversation is how I, with I, with I, with I. And we, and we never include God into that scenario. As long as you keep saying I and I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that and I got to do this and I got to do that, then, then God is not in the equation with you. But this is where we have to surrender under God's almighty hand and say, God, listen, you're in charge. I know I can't do it, but guess what, God? I believe you can. Lord, I know I'm to my limit, but Father, Lord, I know, Lord, that you are limitless, and Lord, that there is nothing too hard for you. But God, if I trust you, all things are possible to me. And God says, God, God is speaking to, to, to the body and said, I need for my people to trust me. I need for my people not to lean to their own understanding. The proverb said, lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all thy ways, and he shall direct thy path. Amen. Listen, listen you, you, you can't get no more clear than that. He said, acknowledge him. Don't lean to your own understanding. Because the scripture declares there's a way that, that seems right unto a man. But the end thereof is destruction. So this is why it's important and we go in and it's a whole other teaching. But this is this why it's important for us, amen, that, that, that we put on the mind of Christ, that we allow God to bring about a transformation in our mind, according to Roman, uh, uh, Romans 12 and 2, amen, and, you know, that, that we be not conformed to this world, but be, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You really have to put away your old thinking and how I used to do things and how, how things should be this way and should be that way in order for you to really put on the mind of Christ and begin to operate in God the way that he really intends for you to to do that. You really got to let your mind be transformed. And I'm seeing more and more that people people are in church, people are operating in church, but their minds still have not been transformed. Their minds have not been renewed because they still think uh, in, a, in a very carnal way. And I have to say this to you, saints of God, as long as you stay there, the enemy has you bound. The enemy has you bound in your mind, in your thinking. And believe it or not, that is, that is one of his ultimate goals, because if he can get you to be bound in your thinking, then your, your thinking is going to be full of fear. Your thinking is going to be full of doubt. Your thinking is going to be, you know, you know just saying that God ain't going to do it. And, you know, even though, you know, when you heard the word, you was excited about it, and you said, you know, God said he's going to bless me. But then the moment that you begin to go through trials and tribulation, then all of a sudden, 
amen, you become captive in your mind, and you forget about the very thing that God has said. You lose joy. You lose peace. You lose hope. You lose all of these things, amen, and then you begin to really question God as to whether or not he's going to do it. And that is the trick of the enemy. And so we cannot be fooled, amen, we cannot fall, as the scripture says, in, in verse number 11 of Ephesians, uh, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So in other words, the tricks and the, and the traps that the enemy tries to send your way. Listen, he, he understands some things about you, and he knows how, how certain things uh, will trigger you or cause you to bring about reaction and glory to God. And he knows, amen, how to make you fall in certain areas and how to get you to doubt God. God and to, 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 to step out, step out from under the very things that God has spoken for you in your life. And this is critical in this hour because there is going to be a great falling away from the church. I mean, it's already started. But you're going to begin to even see some people who you were like, man, I, I knew that that person was showing up saved. How in the world are they back in the world now? And I'm going to tell you why. And it is, it's because people are not really allowing God to transform their minds. People are really not putting on this whole armor of God. And so we're going into warfare unprepared. We're going into warfare not having a battle plan, not being able to, to, to really uh, 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 face and fight your enemy. Ephesians 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So in other words, the whole kingdom of darkness is, 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 is at war with you. While we go along, while we go along, the enemy tricks us into believing that it's just about our relationship, that it's just about our finances, that is just about, you know, this or just about that, amen, and he has us consumed with those things, and then we become, we, we, then, then our, our radar, then, uh, this, this is how, glory to God, thank you, Holy Ghost, this, this is how the enemy comes in um, in stealth mode. And if you know anything about stealth, amen, when they, when they made the, the, uh, uh, the, the stealth bomber, what they did is that they, they made it out of material so that that particular material could not be detected by radar systems. So when it's flying, it doesn't show up on the radar. Why is that so dangerous? Because then it allows for that plane to be behind the enemy territory. It then drops bombs, destroys what it was after to destroy, and is able to be out of the area before it's even detected. Likewise with the enemy, he uses stealth in order to, to be able to come into our life to distract us away. 
So, so his self is more of a distraction of a way for what he's really doing and, and the tricks and the traps and the snares that he's setting for us so he gets us to look away, amen, and so that we're not, then we're not paying attention to the radar. And so while we're not paying attention to the radar, he gets us to look at our, our situation. Uh, when he gets us to look at our natural situation uh, uh, through natural eyes, he's destroying other parts of our lives. And before you can get back to, 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 back to focus, there's some things that have already been damaged, and he's gone. This is why it's critical, saints of God, that we have to be wise. We have to have on the whole armor of God. We have to know how to engage in warfare, and we cannot allow the enemy to ambush us in our life. We cannot allow him to ambush us in our marriages. We cannot allow for him to ambush us in our finances. We cannot allow him to ambush us in, in no area in our life. For every area is critical. It's important that you keep yourself covered. You 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 can't even <clears throat> you can't even be in a place even if you're single. Don't be in a place that that you get so focused on your singleness and I, I want somebody in my life and this and that. And the enemy uses that to distract you. <clears throat> but at the same time uses that very thing to blindside you to get you off track with God. So be ever so vigilant to, to know. I, I've got to put on the whole armor. Then the thing about putting on the whole armor of God, you, you have to put that on daily. Amen? You you got to put that on daily because uh, of the simple fact is that the enemy is always he's he's cunning and he's just, just strategic as to how can he get a foothold in your life. So how you engage them on yesterday might not be how you're going to have to engage them on today. So don't be fooled. The enemy's ultimate desire is to get you, for you to, to, to not to believe God, not to take God at his word, to doubt God, to think of God and your situation in a carnal way. And I'm telling you, if he can get you there, that is where he's going to wear you out. He's going to wear you out to the to the to the point of you know he wants to wear you out to the point that that you just have no strength. And I believe that's why Paul started out by saying, "Be strong in the Lord. Don't be strong in yourself. Be strong in the Lord." Allow God to strengthen you. Allow God to raise you up so that you can walk in the power of his might. 
And unfortunately, again, as I said earlier, too many people in the body of Christ want to walk in their own power, and they want to feel like, I did this, I can do this. I prayed and this that. No, you you God just used you as a conduit. That's all. Don't think more of yourself than you are. God used you to do that. And say to God, that's the terminology that we need to use. God used me as a conduit for healing for that person. Because you ain't do it because you ain't have the ability to do it without the Holy Ghost flowing in you and God operating through you. You you don't have that ability. It's God's power. It's his might in us. So if we don't have the Holy Ghost, if we don't have the Holy Ghost flowing through us, then we don't have the ability then to operate in the capacity that God would have us to operate. So let me get to this. So let's just put the whole armor. Verse 13 says, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having having done all to stand, Stand therefore. So in other words, we don't have no business backing down or running from the enemy. If you look throughout, you look through this armor, you see every part of the body covered except for the back. Why God didn't give us nothing to cover our back? Because he never intended for you to be running from the enemy. He only intended for you to engage the enemy head on, face on, and moving forward. If you can picture this visually, it's like when an army, when the, uh, um, in the olden days when the armies would fight in the battlefield, amen, it was all about who was going to occupy the most of the territory. So they would line up, and whoever made the furthest advances pretty much would win because you would be covering more ground and you would be causing your enemy to keep backing up, backing up, backing up until they either turn red and fled or you got them to a place that there was no escape for them and then, and then, then they killed everybody. Likewise, that's how God intends for us to continue to advance the kingdom of God and so that we keep pushing the kingdom of darkness further and further back. But we can never advance the kingdom of God, or we can never, uh, uh, I'm going to just make this even personal, we can, never, we can never even advance in our life, in our individual life, if that if every time that the enemy comes up, We retreat. We turn and run. As if we don't have any power. Because that's essentially that's essentially what what that's saying when we do that. That we don't have the power or the strength to fight the enemy. 
Well, if you don't have the power to sanctify the enemy, then you really need to be checking how am I, am I properly connected with God the way I'm supposed to be. Amen. So, we see, let's go over here to Matthew chapter 4. Matter of fact, matter of fact, hold that, but let's go all the way to Genesis chapter 3. Um, because I always like to go back to the beginning, as I, as I uh, tell you all all the time, um, you want to know what God feels about something or has said about something, always find the first place in Scripture where it was mentioned. And uh, like I said, theologians call this the, the law of first mention. Because God doesn't change his mind about a thing. If you can find in Scripture where he first said it, that it give you more clarity of thought when you see it in other places or you see where where it has changed or or the individual has deviated from it, amen, you would see then an outcome as to why, you know, what the outcome was um, the way it was because because they had deviated from what God initially said. And so the first place that we see that the enemy in operation in trying to get us to, to, to doubt or to go against what God has said, of course, um, it happened all the way back in the garden. Amen. And so in chapter 3, so in chapter 3, um, It says, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, yea, uh, ye have, yea, have God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the tree of the, uh, of the trees of the garden, but of the tree, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. So, here it is, before I even read what the enemy's response was. He asked a question that he already, that he already knew the answer to. But here it is, now, this is his way to engage her, to open up this conversation. Verse number 4 says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall surely not die. For God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, well, how did she see all of this time? <laughs> oh my goodness! All of this time, that tree was there, and because she was operating, and what God said, God said, "Don't eat of it." The matter of fact, don't even touch it. And from that perspective, she knew the tree was there, but she didn't see the tree as to be good for consumption because God said, don't even touch it. But now here it is. The enemy comes to, to, to 
say the opposite of what God said and say, you should surely not die. God just know that if you eat from it, you, you're going to be like God. Well, he, he had already, because they didn't recognize in, in that form, they didn't recognize that God had already made them to be the gods of this earth, the gods of this realm. He sold that to them, or sold that to the woman, causing her then, to, causing her perception then of the tree and of what God had spoken to change. So she ate from the tree. And we know what happened after that. That came, comes the, the, you know, the, the fall of man. My, my point here is just how the enemy comes in to always try to say the opposite of what God says. And he usually poses a scenario of things to get us, to get our minds uh, uh, and our thought process to go a different way so that he can drop the bombshell on us. And that's all he did with Eve. He, 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 he got her thinking in her mind. Because, see, up, up to that point, it was whatever God said. See, I'm curious about the tree. But the enemy put those suggestive thoughts into place that caused her then not to be curious and to say, well, I'm not going to really die. It can't be that bad. Let me try it. And cause the ripple effect of sin in the world. And so the enemy's ultimate desire is, is to derail you, to get you off. So we have to, we have to be vigilant, amen, in this hour to, want to make sure that we obey God. That we obey God that we lean not to our own understanding, that we trust God with, with everything about us. We have to trust God. Saying to God, I'm telling you, I, I, the, the, the Lord showed me early this morning, it, it is like uh, uh, being, uh, uh, some of us have been on a street that haven't had any turnoffs, and we had to keep keep pressing forward and keep going straight. But but the Lord said there is an intersection that is coming. There's an intersection that is coming, and 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 we are getting ready to turn a corner. But you're going to have to. Be able to be vigilant, putting on the whole armor of God, and hearing God. When he says, turn right, turn right. Don't try to rationalize it in your mind and say, well, if I turn right, then this is going to, no, no, trust God. If God say turn right, turn right. There's a reason, there's a purpose, there's a plan why he's telling you to turn right. So don't be fooled. I think Paul says, he said, he said, God will not have you ignorant of the devil's devices. God won't have you ignorant. He won't. If we, if we trust him, God, God will always, he, he will always give us discernment. He'll, he'll show us. 
He'll show us where the enemy is trying to attack us. But we got to get out of our flesh, dog. The Bible says that those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. We got to wholeheartedly be led by the Spirit of God. My wife always talks about earlier in our marriage, amen, I, I would have to, you know, she would be dealing with some things, and I would always have to tell her, listen, this thing is not about you. It's not. How we flow, how we operate, how we do, it's not about you. This thing is about God. It's about the Lord. And I promise you, I promise you this things of God. Always do inventory. When you start saying I too much, know that you 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 you're probably pretty pretty far from God. When everything is about I and I and I and I, catch yourself. Like, you know, you don't, you don't want to say I too much. Because then you really are operating in your own strength. Operating on what you can do and what you can't do. That's where, you, that's where your focus is. Where does God get any glory? How does God get the glory when I is in the way? You can't get glory. The reality of the reality of it is this, and I feel the Holy Spirit tell me that I is never satisfied. I would never be content with what God has blessed them with. So I uh uh I, I's um, satisfaction is very temporary. I'm only going here because the Holy Spirit said, "Go oh, this about this about this I stuff." <laughs> so obviously, somebody need to hear it. I is only temporarily satisfied. It's important for you to catch that because when we get in the I place, that's where pride comes in. And we know that the Bible says that God resists the proud and draws near to the meek, to the humble. Don't let pride be the thing that derails you from your destiny. 
You see that? You you got to cut that to the core. Yeah, you have to cut. You can't play around with pride. But the enemy will always keep you, for those of us that, that deal with pride, the enemy will always keep you puffed up and thinking a certain way. And again, that'll be so that he can continue to have you off course. And then you'll wonder why. Why is my life, why are things in my life off? Why, why am I not obtaining the things that God said? So we have to do, and I think I said this last week, sometimes you just have to do a, a, a self-inventory. Got to do a, a, an inventory to say, God, what is it? How have I allowed the enemy to infiltrate in my life to get me on? Find which piece of armor Which piece of armor is not properly fitted? Which piece of armor did did I did I uh, uh, did I not put on today? Because going into warfare, it's like going into warfare. You got your gun, but you ain't got no bullets. What good is that going to do you? Amen. So I'm going to close because, you know, God just wanted me to share with you on today, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Scripture declares that there, that this, it says there's going to come a time that even the very elect is going to be fooled. And we're in a time and a place that we got... Saints of God, we got to be discerning. You got to know. You got to be like the sons of Issachar. You got to know the times and the seasons of what's what's happening. Don't don't you know? Don't put your head. Don't don't go burying your head in the sand and, and becoming oblivious to what is happening around you, to what's happening, um, you know, in in your life that is going to keep you from the very things that God wants you to have. Got to be discerning in this hour. Got to be obedient. Glory to God. So we thank God for each and every one of you on today. Amen. I, I will... Uh, uh, Take you know uh, we usually don't do this on this type of call, but if you have any, any questions or, or comments, Amen. Uh, we'll take a few moments and, and uh, kind of open up the floor and you know and talk prayer requests, whatever it may be, because we have to we have to as a body be able to say and and, and come together, put things on the table. Um, because sometimes we're in warfare and we're in warfare. We feel like we're in warfare by ourselves, and we should never have to feel like that. 
Amen. And so we 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 have to to join join for forces because we can we can get more done together than apart. Uh, scripture says that you know one could put a thousand, two could put ten thousand. You know, and so, so we 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 need each other. Amen. So at this time, I'm open up open up the floor for any questions, comments. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for you. I pray um, that on this week that you have an opportunity to share uh, Jesus with someone on this week. Amen. I pray um, that God will bless uh, you all uh, uh, tremendously. Amen. Um, For those of you that are here in Jacksonville, amen, we will be... um, uh, Celebrating uh, Watch Night Service December 31st um, over at the river, um, and there is going to be a few churches. Um, uh, for those of you that don't know, that's uh, uh, Dr. Bernard Franklin's church. Uh, Pastor Willie Singleton will be joining in, and Pastor uh, Strickland. Um, and so, all four of the churches, all four of the ministries, will be together on that night um, celebrating. Um, bringing in 2016, I'm excited for what 2016 is going to bring. Amen. Uh, I just believe that some of the things that God has spoken, that His promise is going to manifest itself um, in this year, and so we're going to celebrate big um, on that night. Amen. Uh, glory to God. I know myself, Pastor Singleton, and Dr. Franklin. All three of us will be speaking on that night, and so I'm sure that it's going to be an, an awesome, awesome move of God. Amen. They are asking uh, every family to bring uh, a bag of fish. Amen. And so they're going to fry up some fish and and and, and all of that. So uh, eat good. So, but nevertheless, we thank God that well, that nevertheless. Amen. We thank again. I thank God for you. Um, uh, pray, pray that uh, the Lord's hand be upon you. I look forward to to hearing from you. Talk to you soon. Amen. Let me pray for us as we can really. Father, we thank you, Lord. We give you praise, Father, Lord. We pray even now, God, uh, Lord. We thank you for your word, Father, Lord. And Father, we pray, Lord, that you would give us strength, Lord, and that we be able to walk and move in the power of your might, Father, Lord. Help us. Lord, become disciplined, God. Lord, that every day, Lord, put on the whole armor of God, Lord, that we be able to uh, stand against the wiles of the devil, Lord. That, uh, that Lord, our shield of faith, Lord. So, so, Lord, just, just. Uh, quench every fiery dart, Lord, that is thrown at us, Father. Lord, we thank you, God, Lord, for right now, Lord, for giving us victory in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you, Lord, uh, just for strengthening us, uh, oh, God, Lord, to speak your word, to declare your word, Lord, in the earth. Lord, I pray even now, Lord, for every household, Lord, that is represented on this line, Father, Lord, that you will bless them, God, Lord, that you will keep them, Lord, that you will provide every bit of resource, Lord, that they need, God, Lord, that there be no lack, 
um, Lord, in that one household, Father. We thank you. We give you praise, Father, Lord. And we just pray, Lord, until we can able to come together again and worship you, and Lord, in spirit and in truth, God, Lord, that you will be with us, uh, that you will keep us, Lord, give us safe passage uh, to our destinations throughout the week. Father, Lord, we pray for the children. Oh, God, Lord, that you will just bless them, Father, Lord, that you will keep them shielded, protected, Lord, build a hedge of protection around them, Father, Lord, and we pray, Lord, in all that they do, oh, God, Lord, that you will make them the head and not the tail, oh, God, Lord, we pray even right now, oh, God, Lord, for uh, Sister Vaughn, Lord, and the family, oh, God, Lord, we lift up uh, Mother Roxanne, Father, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you continue, Lord, to bless her, continue to touch her, Oh, God, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, Lord, we know, oh, God, Lord, that you are able to do exceedingly and abundantly over all we could ever ask or think, oh, God, Lord, and we just pray, Lord, right now, God, Lord, that you just continue, Lord, to comfort, Lord, to uplift, Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, let your will be done, oh, God. Hallelujah, Lord, and we just thank you, Lord, and we give you praise in advance, Lord, for all things, God. We thank you, Lord. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you all. Love you all. With Lucky This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So, I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.